God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The battle is the Lord's. No matter what you're going through this morning, the battle's the Lord's. No matter what your situation is, the battle's the Lord's. Just step out and let God have his way. Hallelujah. Father, we're so thankful we can sing this in confidence. Knowing, Lord, you've entered into the battle. Lord, you've not left us alone. You've not forsaken us because your word promised you'd be in us even to the end of the world, Lord. You'd be with us even in us to the end of the world. And we have confidence in your word, Lord. It's a word that never fails. And we can look at the storms of the life and we can say our God is greater. Our God is mightier. There's nothing too hard for our God. He's the same God today as he was yesterday. And we can confidently scream out everything that's within us. The battle this morning is our God's. And he will come triumphantly. He will win. He will not lose. But Lord, you're the champion of champions. You're the God of all gods. And we praise you this morning. We worship you, Lord. We right now thank you for the victory. We run to the battle thanking you for the victory. Because you're there with us, Lord, to fight all the way, Lord. We praise you. We thank you for these times together, Lord. We ask that now that you would just come once again. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our lives, Lord. Lift us up, Lord, I pray, Father. Help us to see the angels of God that are encamped about those that fear them. There's more with us than there is against us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Father, what confidence we have this morning. We praise you, almighty God. Hallelujah. Oh my, let's just stand together. Let's sing that one more time, Brother Rob. God we serve. Amen. I'd just like to <clears throat> take a moment to, to thank, amen, thank you for the opportunity to be here with you. Amen. It's our joy and honor to have come and, and to put our shoulder to the wheel. Young people are always dear to my heart. Uh, we, you know, have done a camp for somewhere 30-something years and uh, been a part of that and just seen miracles and things take place. Amen. You know, some people kind of got their own ideas about it, but all I can say, you can't really argue with the results. Because um, this year, particularly, we have a, our, our camp, Brother Danny Steeman will be ministering, and also Brother Andrew Glover. He's a young man, just married, and, 
And uh, he came to camp, and he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost there at that camp, and he'll be ministering now. And Actually, while Brother Danny Steeman was ministering there. So it's just incredible to see, and we know of deacons and trustees and ministers that's come from meetings like these. Amen. I believe that's what we're seeing here take place. Amen. People stepping out into the battle. Amen. Taking their position. So sure would like to thank Brother Ed and Brother Tom for allowing this time with you and asking me to come and my and all the ministry team and brother Tim, brother John, brother Mike, uh, the two Michaels. <laughs> I'll say this, you know, I told somebody yesterday, I said, you know, uh, there's something about Michaels. There's, you know, you got Michael Ray, you got Michael Andes, we have a Michael Dexter. You know, they're kind of people that's so talented without God, you'd hate them. <laughs> well, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but you'd be jealous of them, you know. But it's just, it's just something about that. And so, uh, but we're very thankful. Now, now I have to add another one, Ryan. Yeah. My yeah. mercy. Very thankful for the gifts of God. Mercy. Amen. Just stepping right into the theme and the anointing and, and just walking in the vision. Amen. And catching it. And we sure appreciate that song. Uh, I, I, I've always wanted to be one that could write a song. I hadn't really been able to do that. And, uh, you know, but uh, God knows who, who's, what gifts are there. And we're just thankful for all the gifts of God. And you're, every one of you are a gift of God. Amen. Maybe not a preacher, maybe not this, but very important to the body. No matter what part you play, it's very important. And so we appreciate you. Amen. So and let's just turn to the scripture here. Isaiah 9 and verse 6. <clears throat> and also Joshua 5. I'd like to kind of continue a little bit on the thought of last night of a message for an exodus. And um, we kind of went through getting out of, the, out of Egypt, but now we want to go into the promised land. Amen. Because as we said last night, this message that, that was given to Moses and also the message in our day is not just taking you out of something. It's also taking you into something. Amen. It's not just about getting you sanctified or justified, but it's taking you all the way in Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we just want to look at these scriptures here for a moment. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. I, I want to put just kind of put an emphasis there, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with just judgment, with justice from henceforth, even forevermore. Now notice who's going to perform this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. He's going to do it. Amen. And also Joshua 5 and verse 13 through 15 says, It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay. That's quite an answer, isn't it? But as the captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship, 
and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. God bless you this morning. Also, I would like to remember you all that's going uh, to China. Uh, I, I, I can remember when I was just a young boy, just, just uh, I don't even know if maybe graduated from high school, just barely, and went to uh, actually to Uganda and Kenya with my father. I was not a minister. I was just about 16, 17 years old, and it changed my life forever. When you see the things that are there and you realize just how blessed you really are. You know, Brother Tim, I went there as a young boy. I probably already had worked and, and traded and had maybe the third car that I had, you know, trading around and had about third car there. And there was men that were 30, 40 years old and never owned a car. And uh, you'd go to a meeting of, you know, many more than this right here gathered, and there'd be one car, and you drove up in it. There'd be people that walked 70 miles to come to church, and it changed my thoughts. It changed my thinking. And so it's good, good that you could go and have that opportunity. And, of course, we want to remember Brother Murphy, Brother Ron, and, and the different ones in that team traveling. That God would just give them mercy and grace. Amen. We thank, thank God for Brother Murphy. He came again last night and was there for us, and we sure appreciate that. This morning, we'd like to just get into the Word. And I, I want to look at our scripture here as we read, very familiar in Isaiah 9, 6. And, and I, I just want to look at a, a mighty God for a moment because God is not, as we said last night, He's not sending you out to, to towards Canaan land and saying, good luck, You'll, you just see if you'll make it. But he's entered into the covenant with you. And, and he's come to this camp and he's, uh, taken, he's taken on your battles. You maybe have been fighting, you may have been war, and you may have been given all that you got. And you maybe as, as the road you walk, you're worn out and you're tore out. But here he's come down in these meetings and he's entered into a battle with you. Amen. And, 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 and I like how he said it there to Joshua. Joshua was quite a man. You know, he, he's over there in the promised land and he's looking and he's trying to figure out how am I going to take this land? I, I know God has given me. I know God is here. He made the promise. You know, he made the promise 40 years ago when they was there. But, you know, he's looking, he's trying to make a battle plan. And all of a sudden he turns around and there's this man standing there with a sword drawn. And Joshua draws his sword. And he says, are you for us or are you for against us? And Are you against us? And, and, and the man says, no. What kind of answer is that? Are you for us or are you against us? No. Well, does that mean you're not for us or does that mean you're not against us? But what was he saying? I am the answer for this situation. He was telling Joshua, amen, I'm not on your side. You're on my side. And I'm in control of this situation. And I, I have the battle plan. Amen. And he's not going to let you go out these doors and these gates of this camp. And, and you're going to just try to find your own way. But then he says, no, I'm with you. I'm leading you. I'm guiding you. I'm going to be with you in the battle. I'm going to be with you at school. I'm going to be with you in your trials and your temptations. Remember, he's with you. Amen. And he's a God mighty in battle. He's a God mighty to save. He's a God who's not afraid of conflict. 
He's a God who's not afraid to face his enemy. He's a God who's not afraid to come to the aid of one of his own. We can see it as we spoke last night of Israel, looked out yonder, and there was the Red Sea and the mountains on the sides and lifted up their eyes and looked back, and there's Pharaoh, trained soldiers, chariots, captains, so forth, great clouds of dust, while tens of thousands armed men were coming, a bunch of little sheep was backed up against the Red Sea and a drove of wolves coming out, and what happened? And just as human, they looked at it and said, well, wasn't there great graves in Egypt that we could be buried in? See, right away, they begin to think and reason it out, but they forgot what all the faith had done for them just a few days ago. Amen. Don't let it be that just three days from now you forget what God's done for you here. Remember these things. God met me here. I want you to drive a stake in. I know I met God for myself. Amen. And here he was. Amen. They're the one they forgot just in a few days. And he said, see, he said, sometimes the first little pain hits after you've been prayed for. And you say, well, oh, well, I guess I lost it. He said, see, don't do that. He said, he hears them coming to the platform to be healed of cancer and blind eyes have been opened. And those who are lame walk again. And all these things are happening, going right on. And then the first little conflict come along and we forget all about what God did for us. He said, see, Jesus is, the Lord Jesus is in the power of his resurrection. But how quickly we forget. Amen. They've seen it, and now they were helpless. What a place they become. Amen. You're going to come to places like this. It's not all camp meeting services. It's not all on the mountaintops. It's not all, you know, the victorious feeling that we may feel. You're going to come times again that the devil's going to come back and try to, try to come back to the place. But you can look him in the eyeball and you say, devil, I met God. And I didn't leave God at camp. I'm following the pillar of fire. Where he goes, I go. Where he leads, I lead. And God led them right to a trap. <laughs> oh my, he led them right to a trap. But what was he wanting to do? He's wanting to show them I'm mighty. I'm able. There's nothing too hard for me. There's no well, waters too deep. There's no mountains too high. There's no depression too hard. There's no spirit of hell that I can't overcome. Amen. The devil's going to try to come back to your bedroom. But you remember that God is with you. Amen. Amen. You're, he's, he's not on your side. You're on his side. He's entered into the covenant with you. And he is bound to keep his word. And he will keep his word every time. Amen. You just follow. You, no matter where you're going, wherever he leads, thank you. Just keep following. Just keep walking. Follow him. And they follow right down to the place. And Moses cried to the Lord, Stand still and see the salvation of God. They were entrapped. Now it was a time for God to displace something. It was a time for God to act. Why did he do it? To show him his power. To show them his love. He wanted to show his love. He wanted to show his power. God loves to manifest his power. <clears throat> look, let's look at Exodus 23 and verse 20. <clears throat> Excuse me as I clear my voice. To be honest, it's stronger today than it was Wednesday night. Amen. We thank the Lord for that. 
Amen. Exodus 23 and verse 20. I want, you to, I want us to key in on how much he says I. He's putting himself in your battles. Amen. How much he says I. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place I have prepared. Oh, glory to God. He said, let not your heart be troubled, for I will go away, but I'm going to go prepare a place for you. Amen. And so he sends an angel, and he says, I prepare. Beware of him. Obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. And if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to thy enemies. (laughs) And an adversary unto thine enemies. Oh my God. You, you're, you're in a battle that you can't lose. Because if you follow him and you follow his precepts, you follow his word, he's going to be an enemy to your enemy. He's an enemy to that depression. He's an enemy to that anxiety. He's an enemy to that fear. He's an enemy to that suicide spirit. He's an enemy to it all. He's an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel shall go before thee and bring thee unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. I had another one in here. Them dirty old websites. And I will cut them off. There's a power greater than your device. There's a power greater than the things that tries to attach themselves to your life. I will be an adversary to that. I am entered into a covenant with you. You take my word. You keep my word. And I'll be with you, even in you, until the end of the world. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works. But thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Oh, yeah. It's time to go home and do a house cleaning. Amen. Break them down. I know people that's got posters of this guy and King James this and that. that. Seriously? Tear down their idols. And you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall be bread, shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I... I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Oh, Jesus. Mercy, we're going to have some church this morning. Whether you're tired or weary, don't matter. We're going to have church anyhow. You look at me like I'm crazy, I'm going to just preach harder. Amen. Because here I'm, I'm, I'm reading, and I've been stirred up by how much he said he's going to do it. He's going to be with you. He's going to enter into a covenant with you. If you keep my word, I'll be there. Amen. I will take sickness away from thee, and nothing shall cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. If there's someone here today seeking a baby, I would claim this right now. Amen. Because he said, you won't even be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. So the devil can't do nothing unto you until God has fulfilled your days. And I will send my fear before thee. And I will destroy all the people who come, who thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. 
Now, they ain't talking about just turning their back and saying, I'm ignoring you. No, it's turning their backs and running from you. Running from you. And I will send hornets before thee. And it will drive out the Hivites and the Canaanites and the Hittites from before thee. And them websites too. I will not drive them out before thee in one year. Lest the land becomes desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. But by little and little I will drive them out before thee. Until thou be increased and inherit the land. I will set thy bounds. Oh, yeah. Shut up, devil. Devil says you can only go so far. You're not the one that's putting the boundaries. Devil says you can only have so much. Shut up, devil. I'm, I'm not going to apologize that. I'm from the south. I like talking to him like that. Shut up, devil. You're not the one setting the boundaries here. God has marked these things. Amen. God has placed it. And I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea unto the Sea of the Philistines and from the desert unto the river. And I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and thou shalt drive them out from before thee. Notice how it changed. And thou shalt drive them out. He said he'll do it, but you're going to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has no body on earth but your body, no hands but your hands, no feet but your feet. Amen. He's telling them, I'm going to do this, but you're going to do it. But I'm going to be with you. Amen. See, fighting is nothing new to God. Battles are nothing new. He enjoys a good fight. He enjoys a good fight. He enjoys a good contest. Amen. Amen, a fisherman, you know, that's a real fisherman. He's casting out the lure and he's throwing it over against the bank. And he, he enjoys it getting a big old fish and, and catching that fish and fighting it. It's a wonderful feeling. It's a great thing. And this is what God's been doing service after service. Twitch it just a little bit. That's what he was doing in the vision with Brother Branham. He's showing him how to catch the rainbow trout. Amen. Who's the rainbow trout? You're the rainbow. You're the covenant people. Amen. This message was sent to catch you. Amen. This message was sent to grab your heart and to bring you, not just let you flounder out there and jump around and do that. No, it's a pull that's pulling you. It's bringing you to him. Amen. So, God loves a good fight. So, let's read in Deuteronomy 9 and verse 1. He says, Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day, to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself. Woo! Cities great and fenced up to heaven. A people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest, of whom thou hast heard say, Who can stand before the children of Anak? Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he that goeth before thee. Understand this. He's going before you. And as a consuming fire, he will destroy them. 
He will bring them down before thy face. So thou shalt drive them out and destroy them quickly. As the Lord has said unto thee. Speak not thou in thine heart after the Lord thy God has cast them out from before thee. Saying for my righteousness the Lord has brought me in to possess the land. But for the wickedness of these nations the Lord does drive them out before thee. Not for thy righteousness or for the uprightness of thine heart does thou go possess the land. But the wickedness of these nations the Lord thy God has driven them out from before thee that he may perform the word which the Lord swear unto thy fathers Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He said this is the time of the promise to be fulfilled. The children of Anak was a race of giants. They looked impossible to overcome. No doubt the children of Anak thought they were bigger. They were greater and they relied on that strength. No doubt their size had overcome many enemies and they could boast about how many victories they had and how wonderful they had been able to crush this one and crush that one because they were so much greater and so much stronger and so unconquerable. But see, they had never been in battle with this God. <laughs> Maybe they had a 20 and 0 record, but they had never been in battle with this God. Let's look in the lost column for our God today. Zero. Thousands of years of battle, he ain't lost to one of them. Thousands of years of fighting, he's still undefeated. He's still unconquered. He's still the champion of champions. He's still greater. He's still higher than the highest. It's zero. He hasn't lost a battle. They had never been in a battle with this God. Maybe this, you come to this camp and your mountain was, was telling you you can't get over it. Your giant was telling you he's too big. He's too tall. Your mountain was telling you it's impossible. You won't make it over. But you need to start speaking to your mountain and tell them, I serve a big God. You must tell the mountain, I have a mighty God. Your mountain knows your voice. That's what he said. He said, you speak to the mountain. He didn't tell you to go get a preacher or somebody else to do it. He said, you speak. You speak. There's a people anointed to speak. We can read in Deuteronomy 33 and verse 26. It says, there is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help, and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he will trust, thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, destroy them. Oh, yeah. He's pushed every devil down in this camp. He's pushed him down to his face. What did, what did Joshua do he, when he was fighting those five kings? He put them in a cave and throwed some rocks, went over there and fought the rest of the enemy, come back to those kings and bring them out. He laid them down and he went and put his foot on every one of them, showing he had dominion. But that wasn't good enough. He said, you come and you put your foot on their neck. It ain't just about the preacher saying, I'm putting my foot and I'm walking over everything. It's the God is saying, you put your foot you stick it right down on his neck and say, this day, I'll have dominion over this. 
This day, this is my moment. This is my time. Amen. God is more than enough for my situation. See, Joshua and Caleb believed what God had said. They believed that God was a mighty God. And all they wanted was a chance to put him to test. God said the land was theirs. They, they were there 40 years ago wanting to go in. Come on. Let's go, boys. That had been a bunch of people raised up, about 10 of them. Went over there with them, you know, sent 12 spies. And they got to looking around and searching around. And they came back and says, we ain't able. It's impossible. We can't do it. Them, them giants are so tall. And matter of fact, we're grasshoppers. Matter of fact, we're nothing. We can't do it. Joshua and Caleb's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about we can't do it? God's already gave it to us. Those ten spies were running around, and they had to testify. They had to testify in that camp meeting that there was honey, there was grapes, there was everything God said there would be. But they went home saying, can't do it. Joshua and Caleb said, we are. We're going to do it. Let's go. Right now, let's go. This is our moment. This is our time. We're more. Caleb stood up and said, we're more than able. What do you mean we can? We're more than able. Them ten spies were darkened, darkened behind bushes and hiding. And Caleb was just walking around. And he said, well, you, Caleb, you're crazy. Why you want to hide? What do you mean hide? He said, I'm looking for a place to build a house. I'm looking for my inheritance. Oh, man, you see that mountain right over there. That looks like a beautiful place. Well, Caleb, don't you know there's giants in that land? There's incredible fortresses. So what? Big deal. God said it was mine. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. It's no matter what circumstances are. It's no matter what kind of situation is around. If God said you can have it, you're more than able. Caleb's mind was just numb. What do you mean? His mind was what we might call blowed. Are you kidding me? We done seen ten plagues and all the things that God did to Egypt. And, and then we go to a Red Sea and God just miraculously, uh, Caleb's trying to talk to him, you know. Have you, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen water just part? It's incredible. Water just went, Vroom. and brother, we walk right down through there on dry ground. Where water been there for years, and you know where water, oh, y'all know what water is. Mud. You've been tramping through mud already. You know what? And they walk through dry land. He said, we get on somewhere, and we're having some bitter waters, and God's already got this tree. And he says, cut it down, throw it in, and it's sweet waters. And then we get hungry, and next thing you know, we got manna, we got, uh, we got pigeons, we, we got all these things, quail, we got it. No, we ain't eat no pigeons. <laughs> Quail, we got it. We get thirsty and there's a rock that no matter where we're at, it's there. We need a drink, it's there. Did you see it? When Moses took that rod, he goes, whack. 
and water begins to gush out. It wasn't just a little trickle where we could... No, you better not get in the flow of it. You're going to get washed down for a couple of miles. It watered two million people and all their stock and everything. He's an inexhaustible fountain of life. What was he doing all these things? He was showing he cares. My, it's amazing how God has tied all these things in this weekend. Amen. You have to go, if you didn't miss it, you had to go back and stream it. It's been incredible. Some of you can't stream. I'm sorry. He cared for the children of Israel. He heard their cry and he saw it. Why? Because he cared. He cared so he brought them out. He cared at the Red Sea so he opened it and made a way across. He cared at the bitter water so he provided water. He provided the, the answer for the situation. He cared when they were hungry. He cared when they were thirsty. When they had sinned and done wrong. He cared and he made an atonement. God showing overwhelming evidence. He cares. He cared for the sick, the halt, the lame, the blind, the tormented. He cares for them all. He cared for all the dead. He cares for the lost. He cared for the leper. The leper was so covered up in leprosy, no one would touch him. No one would go to the other side of the street. But Jesus comes down and he sits right down beside him. And he begins to put his arm around him. And he whispers in his ear, I will be thou clean. Why? Because he cared. When nothing or nobody else would care for you, he cares. When your daddy don't care, he cares. When your mama don't care, he cares. When it seems nobody else cares, he cares. I've been coming against this thing every time I stood up here. He cares for you. You say he don't care and you feel like you're going to commit suicide. That's a lie of the devil. You know, a suicide spirit is the most selfish demon I've ever seen in my life. People turn inward. They begin to turn every thought inward. And all they care is about themselves. All they care is about their own things. All they care about is their own And sooner or later, they'll take a gun. They'll take a rope. They'll do something, pills, whatever. And they'll destroy their life. And then it not only destroys their life, it destroys their families. It destroys... I've been through it. It destroys a church. It destroys all kinds of things. Quit listening to that devil. He's the same God today. And he's here to deliver you from it. Why? Because he cares. Amen. He cared for the immoral woman. That he would walk into Samaria and sit down by a well and begin to reveal to her the secrets of her heart. And he set her free from that thing. Why? Because he cared. He would weep in the streets of Jerusalem and cry out. Why? He cared. He was being rejected. He was being turned down. But he still cared. Maybe you've been in his service after service and you've rejected and rejected and rejected. But he still cares for you. He cared for the people in Noah's day enough to send a message and get them out of the coming judgment. He cared enough for this generation. He has sent a message to get you a way of escape from the coming judgment. He cares. It's overwhelming evidence. He cares. 
Brother Branham would bring it down like this. He said he sent the Holy Ghost that in that this day of the intellectual conception that he might by the same Holy Spirit prove through us that he's still the Messiah. What did you catch that? Prove through us. He's still the Messiah. Amen. Prove in the same way. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now the question is, do you care? Oh, Brother Timothy, I stayed up too late. I'm tired. I'm wore out. This is so comfortable. Join the club. I'm wore out too. But I care. Amen. Hallelujah. He said some people, you know, have this attitude. You know, young people, I'm going to blow your cover for a minute. They got this word they like to use, whatever. It's cool, man, whatever. Or, I'm a little bit out of date. Maybe it's lit. <laughs> it's, some, it's amazing what kind of words they can come up with. It's unbelievable. We got a whole new dictionary. Lit. What? I've been having a hard time computing that one. Lit. You're telling me that your gaming devices is lit? It will be one day. <laughs> You're telling me the things that you do is so wow, woo, whatever, brother Timothy, whatever. I don't. I just don't care. He said no person in their right mind would ever say that. The only thing that's lit is this Word of God. <laughs> Amen. It's the only thing that's a great and shining light that's come to this generation. In the hour of gross darkness. Gross darkness. You, you, you can't even, you wouldn't be able to see. I mean, you see people today stumbling around and they don't know where they're going. They're just going and they get, next thing you know, they're all tattooed up and they're all ear pierced and tongue pierced and nose pierced and good God have mercy. All kind of pierced. I mean, it's unbelievable. And the darkness is coming and pouring out of them. But there's a word that's been sent. I'm thankful for this word right here. I'm thankful for this message. That man that will teach somebody and show somebody that there is a right way. That there is truth. There is true holiness. There is true godliness. There's things that bring true joy. There's things that bring true happiness. This has been proven over and over. Do you care enough to believe it? Brother Bradham asked the question. Do you care enough to believe it? Do you care enough to confess your sins that you're wrong? Confess your unbelief and accept it. Do you care enough to accept it? He cared enough to die and rise again and bring it to you. Do you care enough to accept it? He said, I think it's proven all through, all the way back to Genesis, all the way back through. But you see that he cares and he died that you may care, that you might have a way. He said exactly what that way would do. And now he's here today showing us the truth. Now in this evil hour that they were living in, that you're living in, do you care enough about it? With all your heart, will you believe it?
See, God didn't just go over there and take a broom. Brother Brown would say this and sweep out Canaan. Come on in. It's clean. He could have. They could have went in there, and he'd done it before in certain situations. There was times in the in Kings or Chronicles there where they'd go into battle, and they'd begin to sing. And they would come around the corner, and all their enemy be dead. He can do that. But in this situation, he didn't just sweep it all out. And he said, but come on, Israel. This is yours. But they had to fight every inch of the way. That's right. But they had the promise of victory. God told Joshua, wherever the soles of your foot tread, that I have given you. So footprints means possession. Amen. Brother, why did he heal your foot? So you can start stomping a few more devils. Amen. You can take more possession. You can take more of the land. He's showing you. He cares for you. Amen. Remember, he said, remember this sister in the wheelchair. Footprints means possession. Every time of the soles your feet touch it, that's that much more ground. If you couldn't wiggle your finger yesterday, but you can wiggle your hand today, just keep on moving. The next day it'll be your arm. And the first thing you know, you'll be walking all through the land. Hallelujah. Joshua and Caleb, when they went over there, oh, look. And the others say, well, the grasshoppers, look. Joshua and Caleb were saying, we can do it. We can do it. God promised we could. God said it's ours. We can do it. This promised land is ours. It belongs to us. This word is yours, church. This word is yours, young people. Start digging into it. Amen. You'll come around and you'll see a promise there. And there'll be this Philistine sitting there whittling on his fingers. You take your sword and you knock him off your promise and say, this is my possession. Amen. God's not just coming back for old people. And thank God he is. He's not just coming back for the middle age. He's coming back for whosoever will. Young, old, whatever it is, it don't matter. Come on, let's go. Amen. Come on. Let's go. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. God said so. So let nothing stand in your way. Stop looking at things you see and look to the unseen. God will perform it. God said, I'll send my fear before you. I'll make the way before you. I'll send my fear before you. Oh. Yeah, those ten spies come back and said, we're afraid. Two spies went later. Joshua sent two. And they come, come into this city called Jericho. And they're looking around. Yeah, this ain't, this ain't nothing. We're going to do this. God said we could. They seen this little woman with a harlot. She had a sign on her door. <laughs> and they walked in, began to talk to her, and she said, I know who you are. Says, You're from that camp over on the other side of Jordan. We know who you are. Yeah, we know exactly who you are. Said, matter of fact, we've heard all the things that God has done. We heard about the Red Sea. We heard about all these testimonies. And we 
are afraid. See, you got the wrong picture. Let's go down to hell for a few moments. The demon's sitting there. Well, Satan said, Devil, you need to go on over there and Mount Baker Camp, Bible Way Baker Camp. So I can't even get out of my mouth. I'm so scared. But you need, go, you need to take a few over there and see what's going on. Uh-uh. No. I'm not going. I said go. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Not going. Why ain't you going? Have you been hearing what's going on up there? There was a few come back. I just seen them. They come back in that ambulance and they was whooped. Man, they was dragging limbs, and they was tore up, and they were just bragging, and they fell down. Listen, something's happening. I ain't going. He looked at the rebellion devil. He said, go on up there. He said, nope. I ain't going. He looked at that. I'm not going. Why? Because fear has struck his camp. And this is what had happened there. They got over there, and they found out we're not afraid of them. They're afraid of us. <laughs> Amen. I, I hope you realize your enemy is shaking in their boots this morning. Oh, they might have had a little control over you on your way down. But you're coming to the promised land. You're coming in. And they're realizing, hey, I'm losing my control. I'm losing my dominion. Amen. If they ever get across Jordan, there's no more help for me. It's over with because he said he would be with them. Amen. God knows how to orchestrate stuff. Don't you worry. He's in absolute 100% control this morning. Here Joshua steps into the promised land. And he's like, how do we do this? This is incredible. That's a big city. You know, they could say said they could race chariots around the top. Incredible walls. But there's no walls too big. There's no walls too high. There's no enemy that can't be conquered. There's no spirit that can't just flee at the name of Jesus Christ. And as we read, he turned and there was this man standing there. You know, Joshua doesn't got angry because, you know, he, he, he's supposed to have been here 40 years ago. I mean, he's like, man, 40 years ago. And here I'm finally here, 40 years later. Why did that happen? Because there was some in the camp said, we can't do it. It's impossible. I believe we're past that. God's got a group of people saying, we can do that. Because he said we could. And Joshua's standing there, and he's kind of pacing back and forth. And he just, all of a sudden, he whirls around, and there's this man standing there with a sword drawn. Now, when Brother Branham said, he said, I, that angel came in the room time after time. And he said, every time I thought my heart was going to fail. And every time you see the angel, it would be fear not, fear not, fear not. But when Joshua seen him, he goes, what? He was mad. Are you for us or for you or for against, or you for, against us? I'm tired. I told you I was tired. Are you for us or against us? No! I 
am the captain. Joshua, I've come to show you the battle plan this morning. Hallelujah. I've come to show you the battle plan. Listen, I want you to understand Jericho was the opening city in the promised land. And it also types the seven seals. It's just typed all the way through the scriptures. You can see it as they begin to march around Jericho. And they begin to go not one day, then two days, and three days, and four days, and five days, and six days, and seven days. Seven church ages have been marching around and around and around. But in this seventh time, we're going around it seven times. But there's a part you have to play. Hallelujah. When you want the word begins to dawn on your heart and you begin to see, hey, this is my promised land. This is my place. This is my hour. He said at that moment, you let forth a shout. And you say, walls, come down in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are there any parents here that begin to scream out, walls, come down. You're not going to hold my son. You're not going to hold my daughter. Come down in the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come down in the name of Jesus Christ. Are there any sick here tonight or today that will say, Walls, I challenge you in the name of Jesus Christ. We have an open book in this hour. All the power belongs to the bride. Come down in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the trumpets blow this morning. There's victory in the house of God. There's victory in the midst of His people. Hallelujah, the book has come down, an open book, and it's all the promised land. Now belongs to you. Healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. Power of God is mine. Everything in the promised land is mine. I'm taking it all. I'm not leaving a hook behind. I'm going through with Jesus. Yes, I'm going through. Let me look around this morning. Let me check out what all's mine. I want that. I want that. I want that joy. I want the Holy Ghost. It's mine because He said it's mine. Hallelujah. I want deliverance. It's yours. Everything in the promised land belongs to you. Oh, let's just praise the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Rejoice in your liberty. Rejoice in your freedom for just a moment. Receive the promise of God right now. Yes. Are you free? Then act like you're free this morning. Where you at, Mariel? Oh, your enemy lays dead before you. Rejoice in the power of God. Oh, glory to God. I wish I had a tambourine this morning. We'd walk around and we'd see they're all dead around us. They lost their power. Hallelujah. Right now in this moment, if you have a lost loved one, I tell that devil, look here, devil. I'm not leaving a hoop behind. This is my land. This is my possession. 
It belongs to me. Hallelujah. If I had a broken home this morning, I'd say, devil, I'm not putting up with it. Hallelujah. Oh, can we say praise the Lord? It's our land. Our young people can receive the Holy Ghost. Our young people can leave here and never be the same again. You old people can leave here and never be the same again. He's healed foot trouble. He's healed back trouble. He's here to heal whatever your need is this morning. I would step into the promise. I would jump in and say, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last night I was playing that clip. Brother Branham said, if you're in a wheelchair, get out. Sister Ella stood to her feet. Let me tell you something. What God has started, God will finish. Do we have believers in the house of God? Do we have some Joshua's and Caleb's that says, yes, Lord, we can do it. It's our promise. We believe all things are possible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. How are they going to get in Jericho when it was all closed? Joshua was wondering. But he knew God had led him this far. And the next step belongs to God. Amen. He pulled his sword and went to meet the man. Are you for us or for you against us? He said, I am the captain of the host of the Lord. I'm here to tell you the captain is here this morning. God takes a simple person, one man he can hold in his hand, and he'll prove every word is the truth. Take such simple messages. Hey, man, sound a trumpet. Don't, don't go against the wall and bang against it. Sound a trumpet. Those walls are going to fall. Oh, come on now. Sound, who's sounding the trumpet this morning? By his stripes, I'm healed. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord God delivereth them out of them all. Oh, you see plaster start cracking and bricks start moving. He's the Lord God that heals all our diseases. And they shall be there and their offspring with them. The promise is unto you and your children. Why was God tearing down the walls? To bring victory, but also to release the seed that was on the inside. Hallelujah. There was Rahab on the inside. She had been given a promise. You get everybody in this house and you let that cord down, that scarlet cord, and you and your household shall be saved. This shall be a token for you. Oh, glory to God. That token ain't lost no power. 
Oh, my God. Rahab and Harlot. But after she had met those two men, she took down her sign. I trust after you met Jesus, you'll take down that worldly sign. I met Jesus. I met him. I'm not the same person no more. She'd go to the camp of Israel, and their law said that anyone caught in adultery was to die. But it also said to bring those that did it with her to come also. And she comes, and they look at her. She said, yeah, I'm harlot. Is there any witnesses? No. There's no witnesses. Is there any witnesses? Anybody in the camp here? No, Rahab, Rahab's a harlot. No? All the witnesses died. Well, neither do I accuse you. Amen. Amen. They all died. Hallelujah. Where, woman, where is thy accuser? They're all gone. It happened in Jesus' day. They brought this woman. And the next thing you know, he began to reveal what they was doing wrong. And they began to drop those stones. Boom, 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 boom. And the only one who could say something said, I forgive you. Why? Because he cares. You came to this camp, and the only one who could truly say something about your life, he said, I forgive you. A God mighty in battle. A God mighty to save. A God who's not afraid of conflict. He came down 2,000 years ago for what? To take on human battles. To know what it was like to go through the things you go. He was a teenager. He knew what it was like. He suffered just like you. He suffered in all things. A God who's not afraid of conflict. Let me go down here. Mercy. I double pasted something here. Maybe I was supposed to say it again. Oh my. Praise the Lord anyhow. Quit looking at your symptoms. Quit looking at your reasonings. Why it can't be. Start looking at your God. A God that's mighty. A God that's more enough. You know he loves to be proved. He said it in Malachi 3. He talked about the tithes given to the storehouse. He said, why? He said, I'll rebuke the devourer for, that devourer for your sake. He shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. He says, prove me. Prove me that I won't do these things for you. God loves to be proved. He loves to be challenged. And he accepts the challenge. He said, Brother Timothy, I got all my... He accepts it. He accepts it. He takes it on. He's able. 
Amen. Listen, listen to this right here. Brother Brown was saying, now, real, real reverent, anywhere in the building, no matter where you are, look this way and pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm not approaching Brother Branham. I'm approaching you. I'm sick and needy. And if you'll just have something said to me tonight, or if you're not sick, I know so-and-so is sick or some other need. He said, see, if we are your branches, you speak through Brother Branham tonight and confirm it to this person. I'll believe you. I'll not doubt you no more. That's putting him to the test. He said, prove me saith the Lord. This warrior God, he says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He wants you to know he's more than able. In any situation, for any need, for any problem, prove me. Well, he's been in anticipation for the Laodicea. He knew exactly how long it was going to be and how hard it was going to be and how dreary it was going to be, how weary it was going to be. He knew exactly. And he's like, come on, prove me. Let me show myself to you. Let me display my power. Brother Branham, one time, he said it was in Arlington, Arlington, Texas. And he said, I heard a woman cry. I thought someone's in trouble. And I turned around to look. He said, there was these two young girls, probably early 20s. Maybe 21, 22, was standing there, blonde, one a black-headed girl, had their arms round, wound each other, around each other, weeping. I said, pardon me, miss, I'm a minister, could I help you? Uh, she said, yes, Brother Branham. He said, I knew she knew me. I said, what's the matter? He said, well, we come down on this trip, and we seen we couldn't get a prayer card and get in line, and we knew what hotel you were staying in, so we stayed right here. Thought maybe your shadow might pass over my little friend and her be healed. I said, what's the matter with her? And she said, it's mental. I brought her here for that, for healing. Standing there in that great faith. Whose faith? That girl's faith. Not William Brandle's faith, her faith. Standing there in that great faith, not a make-believe, but a real faith, a vision broke. I said, yes, you come from northern Texas, near Lubbock. You brought her here in a yellow Buick car. Coming along, it was a half a row was concrete, the other half was tar. You don't think God don't know where you travel. And what kind of car you drive, what color it is. What direction you're going, where you're headed. He said, then you turned the corner and you were both laughing. He knows what you're doing. And he said that the top was down. You almost had a wreck. And she just screamed to the top of her voice. And I said, and thus saith the Lord, she's healed. Next day, they like to set the town on fire. Oh, yeah, lit. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get the right definition to your word. The right meaning. The right application. It was lit. (laughs) Like to set the town afire. She stirred the nest of the devil. Let me tell you, he said. If you want the devil stirred up, just start preaching divine healing. He said, Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 souls were saved and Satan never moved. But a couple days after he healed a man at the gate called Beautiful who was lamed and all hell turned loose. He said, that's right. The devil don't like to see God display his power. He said, he thinks he's got a lot of power, but he's finished. Amen. Our Christ is predominant. Take the initiative. Don't let him push something on you. 
trust there's some people that's going to leave this place lit. Going to run to their schools, run to their homes, run to their daddies, run to their mamas, throw their arms around. I'm not the same person no more. Let me tell you what God's done for me. He met me there. A couple days after, Brother Baxter came in and said, Brother Branham, he said, the fat's in the fire. That means we've got some problems. He said, what's the matter? He said, they're going to expose you tonight as Simon the Sorcerer. He's all, oh, that's so. He said, yeah, Brother Branham, they got cards out all over the city. Them two girls, you know, the ones that was healed? And he said, yeah, the one that was healed, yes. They're downstairs crying, packing up their clothes to go home. Oh, it's pathetic, Brother Branham. I said, well, what's the matter? He said, well, they hated it because their testimony searched such an star- awful thing down there. And the FBI is going to come tonight and expose you as Simon the Sorcerer. I said, well, if that's right, I ought to be exposed. He said, well, you better go down and talk to them. So he asked what room it was. He went and knocked on the door. and They were crying and packing their clothes and said, oh, Brother Brandon, we're so sorry. He said, what you sorry about? Oh, we caused you so much trouble. We got you in trouble. He said, over getting somebody healed? He said, you ain't got me in trouble. You got the devil in trouble. He said, he's the one that's in trouble, not me. I said, well, Brother Branham, we're so sorry. We sat down by a woman today, and she said, aren't you with the Branham party? He said, no, ma'am. Oh, yes, you are. She said, no, I just got healed over there in the hotel the other night. And she said, listen, that man's a witch. We know it. What? So why, here, lady, my friend. She said, well, here, lady, my friend has come with me from an insane institution. Test her. She's now perfectly normal. She said, I, I know. He said, I put a boy in his meeting one time that had TB, and he went up there and done his hocus pocus over it, and the baby got over the TB, but it was a devil. Dumb, dumb, dumb. See, it don't come for those unbelievers. It comes to those that believe. You can never make an unbeliever believe. And I, know, I know what you know what I'm talking about there. Sure, we all at one time, our, our faith was gone, and we, but there was still something on the inside. Amen. He said, anybody don't, he said, anybody don't know more about that to know the devil has not got one power, nothing to heal? I challenge that. If the devil can heal, he's in cahoots with God. But God said, I'm the Lord who heals all that diseases. She said, we're sorry. We're going home. We're sorry. Now look. I said, you know, you look, you know the girl's healed. He said, yes. Isn't God wonderful in healing? I mean, can testify that. Isn't God wonderful in healing? I said, you ought to see him in battle. He's wonderful. He said, you're not going to go over there. He said, well, you don't expect me to run, do you? I said, sure, I'm going over there. Brother Brown, the FBI's coming to expose you. He said, expose what? I'm trying my best to be exposed. I'm trying my best to get the gospel to everybody I can. And if they want to help, I'll accept their help. You mean you're going over there? Sure. Come and see the Lord in battle. Come and see the Lord in battle. You know he's wonderful and healing. See him in one battle and see how great he is there. Oh, he said he's marvelous in battle. He said, I've never seen him come to battle yet. But what he didn't come out, packing the victory. Every battle he's been in, he has victory in his hand. He's a victorious Christ. 
Oh, even when they put him in hell, he put his foot on the neck of the devil. And he took, you know, that's pretty good right there, ain't it? I'm going to stop for a minute. Old devil's hoping his old doors. Ha! You're here. I got you now. I thought I had you when I had Elijah and Moses and the prophets of old, but now I got you. He didn't know what was about to happen. His house was about to be turned upside down. He was about to lose the keys to his own house. How humiliating is that? Amen. Brother Brandon said he reached and he grabbed them keys off his side. He said he took his foot and he gave him a kick back into hell and he slammed the door in his face. He said he turned around and he walked back to those souls that were there in paradise and said, come on. Come on, I paid the price now. You're no longer under just blood of bulls and goats, but I shed a blood up there on Calvary, and now you're free. Amen. He looses them all. Amen. He delivers them all. See, Satan, he said, Satan ain't got nothing on him. I be, he said, I went over the meeting, Brother Baxter, all of you just leave the building, get back. There's about two or three hundred thousand people, three, I'm sorry, three or four thousand people meeting, just breaking. And I walked up to the pulpit and I said, I got a little ticket here that said I'm Simon the Sorcerer and the FBI is going to expose me. We might as well get that over with right now. Say, come on, you expose me up here. I want you to come. I waited a little while. I said, where are you at? Why don't you come on? So I waited and wondered what it was. I didn't know what it was all about. He didn't walk up there with a vision. He walked up there with the Word of God. I noticed that he said, then I noticed something standing over to the corner, a big black shadow there. And I wondered, what is that for? And I looked and it moved and came across the people, went up into the balcony, hung over a man with a blue suit on, one with a gray on, and a vision broke. And I said, it isn't the FBI. It's two black slidden preachers sitting right there. And he said, they got down like this. Bunch of chickens. <laughs> so he got down like this and I said oh don't you get down don't you get down he said three or four of them big Texans, rough handed they went to go get him I said no 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 don't do that this is not a flesh and blood affair let them alone he said because I knew they'd put a rope around their neck it ain't politically correct down there don't do that but, don't, but let me show you something. If I'm Simon the Sorcerer, I need to be exposed. You come down to this platform, and if I'm Simon the Sorcerer, I'll drop dead on this platform. But if I'm a man of God, and you come down and you're wrong, you'll drop dead on the platform. Let God testify who's right. And they sat there a little while, and I said, well, we'll sing a hymn. We started singing a hymn. Up they got, out the aisle, and out the door they went. We waited for another 30 minutes, and nobody had ever come, and they haven't come since. I said, I'm so sick and tired of this stuff everywhere, but God is great in battle. And when he sends you, don't be scared. Stand there. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. No one else can bring salvation but God. Stand still and see God move. Hallelujah. Brother Branham said, I used to be a boxer. 
So I'm getting old, fat and flabby and decrepit. Not like Brother Mike. Come here, Brother Mike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a wonderful time right here, brother. I love, I know, I love Brother Mike. I don't need a mic. I mean a microphone. Come on, brother, show us the muscle. Workout warrior. Hey, man, he's preaching yesterday, and he said some things about me. I forgive you, brother. Amen. But I was wondering whose idea was it to put the thing down there when the shortest guy in the camp's preaching? I thought, well, no problem. They got it on the monitor. I was sitting back there so I can see him on the monitors. He said, turn the monitors off. I was like, where'd it go? All I see was a little poof of hair walking around. He's fit. He's fit. He's, he's able. He throw them, man, he throw weights probably like nobody's business. But Branham said, I used to be that. One day he'll look back and he'll say, I used to be that. You better pray for the rapture. I used to be that. But he says, I now have lost all of it. I still think I'm back where I used to be. Now, I've lost that. I know I ain't back where I used to be. Amen. I think I used to be back where I used to be. He said, but there's one thing about God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no old age in him. He's eternal. Everyone that receives of him becomes eternal with God. For only one eternal life, and God has that alone. And God, what God was at the beginning, he's still the same at the end. God isn't out there trying to eat fiber bars and protein bars and, and trying to keep his health going. It's been this many years. I got to keep on the treadmill. No, he's not. He's an eternal being. He has just as much power as he always had. Hallelujah. And Brother Brandon would say, he said, I love it when my little girls would come and I'd be home for a meeting and they'd jump in my arms and they'd begin to rub my arm and they'd say, oh, daddy, how what great big muscles you got. Wow, you got some amazing muscles, Daddy. He said, now I know I ain't what I used to be. He said, but I sure love to hear him say it. I love to hear him talk about how big Daddy's muscles is. He said, God loves to hear you talk about, oh, Daddy, how big you are, how great you are, how big your muscles are, God. There's no problem too hard. You can't solve it. Hallelujah. You say, I got big problems. You got a God that's wanting to flex his muscles. Let me loose, children. Walk out into the water and see if I won't move. Walk around Jericho and see if I won't bring the walls down. He wants you to know he's able more than able. All you need to move and God will meet you in the battle. It was the three Hebrew children that moved and God met them in the fiery furnace. But they had to move. They had to make a stand. They had to make a choice. Daniel had to make a stand. Daniel had to make a choice. And then God met him in the lines then. Amen. Sometimes you're going through things and God just saying, step out. Take that step of faith. Move towards that Goliath. 
<laughs> David grabbed five stones. Faith. Brother Brandon would say, Jesus. We've had five services in this camp. We're at the last one. Now it's time for David's to start letting those rocks loose. It's time that you rise up and you realize who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Scriptures are being fulfilled. Judas is fulfilling his part in this day. It's typing out. We're living it out again. Abraham is being fulfilled. Sarah is being fulfilled. Eliezer was fulfilled. Lot's being fulfilled. Noah is going to be fulfilled. <laughs> so is Enoch. Enoch's going to be fulfilled. Amen. In this hour, in this day, Judas is being fulfilled. Paul is being fulfilled. Peter is being fulfilled. Jesus is being fulfilled. Who are you? So, Brother Timothy, I ain't got much. I just got a little stone, a testimony. Well, Brother Branham called him, he said he called a stone a testimony. He said, you put that in that sling. And you just begin to whirl it. I met God at camp. He's helped me with a lion. He's helped me with a bear. He's helped me in every situation. And he's here for this need too. And you begin to whirl that stone and you let that testimony loose. And that devil will have to fall. It's your victory today. God wants you to know he's the Lord mighty in battle. This is his battle. But he uses you. Step out in faith. Let's bow our hands. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right now in this presence, Brother Ryan, we've got to sing that song again. Right now in this presence, is there a David here? Is there one that will step up to the challenge? Say, Lord, I know I'm a David. I'm standing to my feet. I'm a Joshua. I'm a Caleb. and ever promise we're not holding nothing back this is God's battle he just chose to use you oh yeah <laughs> he chose to use you and if he chose you he's equipped you he's given you the armor he's given you the power to overcome that enemy don't leave this camp in fear don't leave this place worried am I going to go back and am I going to fall again I'm not. no the battle's the Lord's go 
from this camp whirling that stone. Go light fires everywhere. Go tell what God has done for you. Go express that. Hey, God has met me. God has changed me. God has delivered me. God has healed me. God has moved them on my heart. God is healing my family. God has moved in miraculous ways. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I come at you not with a spear, not with a shield, but I come at you, Satan, in the name of the Lord. For the battle is the Lord's. He's here to meet your needs. Hallelujah. Right to the preaching of the word, many's been delivered, set free. This is a victorious word, backed by a victorious God. Hallelujah serving a spirit of suicide I challenge you in the name of God throw it down that's not my destiny that's not who I am but I have found a God who cares oh can we just praise him now Start praising God. There's walls. There's wall in my problem. Start praising God. Thanking Him for the victory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You're doing exactly what you promised you would do. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Have you witnessed Him in this camp meeting? If you witnessed Him, you ought to say, Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. right down this aisle. I want you to walk across this platform and go right back out that aisle. Maybe we got enough room. We don't. We just keep praising God anyhow. To testify, I know I met God. I know He's the same. Amen. You don't have to say nothing. Just as a testimony. You can raise your hands. You can say whatever you want to as you praise Him. Amen. This is a victory time. Amen. If you're on this side, you can just go out the back and come down this way. But however, amen, let's just show, let's show our God. Let's show our enemy. Let's show our enemy what God has done for me. You say, well, I don't know, Brother Timothy. Well, you just step out anyway. You say, the battle.
Lord's the Lord's. He's a God mighty. Go ahead, Brother Ryan. Amen. Yes, go ahead. Hallelujah. Come on, yes. That brings me peace in every trial, in every test. My Savior stands in my defense. So when the road you walk leaves you tired.
we in there? That's impossible. My goodness. I was just having an amazing time, just shaking your hands. You know, just seeing your faces, able to say your names. Incredible. It's incredible what the Lord is able to do. Five services to take someone's life and turn them around in a moment. It's amazing. Amen. Scripture says, so, that, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Now, Brother Tim's mouth is the Lord that used his mouth speaking his word. It shall not return unto me void. Amen. It shall not return unto me empty or vacant or blank or bare or clear. Unfilled, unoccupied. That's what it won't do. Amen. It was filled. Amen. There will be fruits from that. It will return unto him with bountiful blessings but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it there's a promise amen that's his word will not return unto him in void amen I so enjoyed that brother Tim how incredible amen hallelujah amen amen muscles you won't forget that. There's a quote I enjoy about muscles. Brother Jean, he, he likes it too. His faith has muscles. Brother Branham's talking about it. Big burly. Big burly muscles. Big burly chest. Right? He said he has reason is in the chair. When he's talking about having faith. And reason comes up. You're going to walk out of here. Out of this camp meeting. And he's going to be waiting there. Right? You might have you slain a Goliath here tonight. But there's other giants. You're going to have to fight them. And they're going to raise up. Brother Branham said, shut up, sit down. That's what he said. He said, reason gets up there. He says, oh no, but that's just emotion. Shut up, sit down. Amen. That's faith. With burly muscles. Amen. Oh, you can't, you're not healed. You're still feeling it. Shut up, sit down. Is that good southern language? That's right. That's Brother Branham. Shut up, sit down, devil. You leave this camp. You remember that. Amen. Hallelujah. What a time we've had. Mercy. What a time we've had. It doesn't go without much, much, much labors. Much love that goes into that. I, I, I know more than most what, what goes there, and I couldn't even, I don't even want to go into names and all that because it just, there was 200 or so people here on grounds. Winter camp, we don't, we don't, uh, have a lot of extra. It's just those that are helping, the counselors, the kitchen, etc. So we had about 200 people on grounds with the campers. That's just everybody giving a labor of love. Everybody. Incredible. I was talking to the kitchen staff. Appreciate all our kitchen staff. Sister Karen Ashdown, Sister Rhonda, the kitchen. Amen. Amen. We had some incredible meals. Sister Charity Caldwell. I mean, I tasted hot chocolate like I've never tasted before incredible the sisters and the brothers that are back there I told him I said we're a body I said the vitals the vitals aren't seen <laughs> your lungs aren't seen your heart's not seen those are the vitals you know the nose and the eyes they would like to be the eyes out there seeing and doing but the vitals are inside keeping you alive I said you're keeping us alive up there you're our vitals in more ways vitals and vitals <laughs> both ways amen Oh my. Brother Darren.
access to Debbie for the grounds and keeping everything. There's lots of construction going on, lots of improvements. That takes effort, much effort and labor and continual to try and make it what it is and continue for even summer camp if the Lord tarries. We got much, much on the go and we're just so appreciative of what they're doing here. All of our technical staff, different ones. You know, it was a year of getting out of comfort zones. I'm right there right now. Stepping out of a comfort zone. And we can say it. We say, I'm going to take the torch. I did that a few months ago, right? We spoke contending for the faith. But I got to live it now. I'm living outside my comfort zone. You're going to have to do the same thing. Right? You might have made a confession this camp. You're going to have to walk out there now and step out maybe out of somewhere you've been. Get out of that comfort zone and now live it. Amen? I did it in front of you. Now you go and do it yourself, all right? <laughs> we'll help each other out. Counselors, appreciate you. I know you're going to go home. You're going to try, wish that you could sleep for 48 hours, but I know you got work and all that. It's incredible. But it's impacting what you do on each one of these young hearts in each of your cabins. And I just uh, so appreciate each one that's so willing. I surely do. See, Brother John, he got me. I'm going to get Brother John. Incredible man. It's willing giving warrior. Amen. Treasured gift we have. Amen. Amen. And there's a wife right behind him and right beside him, Sister Sharon. Amen. We appreciate them both so much. Yes, sir. Yes, amen. I got... I got somebody who's got my back, too. I got Marco and Sharon. They're the unseen heroes with us here they he's going out of his comfort zone too so i just so appreciate what they've been able to do they're there through thick and thin i appreciate brother marco sister sharing incredible help yes sir yes unfortunately brother tom brother ed our pastor not here i always i know brother tom has always mentioned it but it's time and time again true without a vision the people perish that's just scripture and without a vision there would be nothing here leaderless spinning your wheels somewhere else but with a vision with a man of God that can lead as a shepherd that's why we can be here today so thankful and whether the streaming or not we're just so grateful that we can be under that headship and leadership amen we're so grateful for that and our God our God champion. Amen. We heard what the battles. I, I will do. I will defeat. I will go before you. Brother Timothy, he's now left, but he quoted the, the song that I had written down, what, what I'd just like to sing as he was going through. Champion of love. Highest of the highest. Andrew, you're just going to have to come up and help us. Amen. He went to battle. I said, we're standing. I just wrote down, I said, let's give him a standing ovation. And our God went to battle and won it for us today. Amen. Can we give him a praise offering? Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to sing to him. He's the highest of the highest. He's the greatest of the great. Right? No one else. Amen. We'll sing the chorus. He. Yeah. 
strengthen you're encouraged you're uplifted 
you're feeling, ah, I'm ready to go, you want to take your sword, and you're just ready to swing, and then you exit the doors here, or exit the campgrounds, and the sword starts to slowly wither. You can't do that. You can't do that. You have to read that. To get in the message, you have to pray. You just won't go anywhere if you don't do that. And if you enjoy this, you feel strength in you, yes. You can feel that way every day. You really can. It doesn't take camp time to do that. All right, we have these times to, to come together to strengthen. You can let the walls down. The Lord can minister to you and deliver you with something. Something you struggle with. Bring in a special speaker. Have anointed word. And then you go out and you must continue. Amen. It's in your hands. It's back in your hands to do that. I saw your amen today. That's right. Amen. Keep possessing the land. So we serve an undefeated God. We're going to be slipping to lunch here. I, don't, I know they are thinking they're expecting a hair later, but we'll uh, see if we can urge that forward a little bit. But you have a little bit of time. There's time now between now and lunch for cabins to go up and make sure that your cabins are just so spick and span. You can pretty much eat your lunch off the floor, right? That's how spick and span they could be. Because you got that time to do that, okay? Counselors, please make sure your cabin is helping you out and um, to be good delegators and make sure they're doing the sweeping and the scrubbing. Please make sure to do as presentable as we can. We want to leave the campgrounds nice and spotless as we receive them. And uh, do what we can to help Brother Derek and Sister Debbie and be a good example. All right? Campers, you got that? How clean is your cabins going to be? Spick and span. So clean you can eat off the floor, right? Remember that. Amen. Please make sure you pick up all your clothes, all your gear, and all your toques and gloves and you know, all that. We come with a lot of stuff for winter camp because it's cold and we go in the mountains. Please make sure we don't have a mountain to bring to the church lost and found and, and uh, leave stuff behind. So please do that as well. We have lunch. Lunch is technically at 2 o'clock. And like I said, I'll try and see if we can bump it back. Not happening. What are you getting to shake of the head? All right, it's 2 o'clock is what it is. So between now and then, campers, you can uh, do what you need to do there. And then after that, there'll be a bit of a delay. And those that are on the grounds will, will come in and eat afterwards uh, after the campers. They say, they say roughly an hour. But uh, again, we'll see how that can go. And Sister Karen Ashton will monitor the line. Your entry will be at the annex at the door there. And if we can have some helpers just after we're done and, and uh, we've left... Uh, we just need the people to help us clear some chairs in here and scoot them to the side and leave some ones open so those can fellowship in here if we want to, if we want to be outside. It's nice and sunny. The Lord did bring sun. <laughs> he brought sun. We were talking about it on Thursday at opening comments and it seemed to get really delayed. I was actually getting a hard time from somebody. There he is. <laughs> That's all good. We appreciate it. The Lord brought the sun of the right day on Saturday. Amen. Does he care? That's not coincidental, young people. Not coincidental. I mean, he told you over and over and over again that he cares. You remember that. You remember that. Father Timothy said it perfectly, so I'm not going to go anymore. But you just remember he cares. Amen. Now we're going to have a word of prayer blessing on you to leave and may the Lord go with you I'm looking for a young man I think he's way, way, way at the back with his head bowed, Brother Jean
and close the camp in a word of prayer if you could. I had a song that I wanted to sing. Is that the lights of home? It's just an old song. You all know that song? Just the chorus. That the lights of home I see. Amen. It's, but her Timothy said it's like his last camp. Preaching like it's like his last his last camp services. It could be. It could be her last winter camp. Maybe that's the lights of home we're seeing. Amen. Across the crystal sea. Let's sing that. Is that the bless you brother Jean come and close in a word of prayer Heavenly Father we just want to thank you once more Lord for all that you've done for us Father this has been truly been my the best week of the year so far Lord just being in your presence Wednesday night Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday Lord, five days just saturated in your presence, Lord. Without the distractions of this world, Lord God. Without social media, without work, without the pressure of life. To just come into the presence of God, Lord, we thank you, Father. For moments like this, Lord, where you can come minister to our souls, Lord. We thank you, Father, from the bottom of our hearts, Lord. Lord, I'm reminded of the scripture, Lord, where the prophet of God came and told the people of Israel that they will go in battle and they will have the victory, Lord. And they did went in the battle, Lord, and when they had the victory, they came back home and they were relaxed. And the prophet came back and said, go and strengthen yourself, for the enemy will come back. And Lord, when the enemy came back, the people were strengthened, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that after this tremendous victory that we have for these five days, Lord God, that these young people will go back home and strengthen themselves, Lord God. They will get into the Word, Lord Jesus, as our brother Michael said, Lord God, in the tapes and on their knees in prayer to strengthen themselves, Lord God. So when the enemy comes back, for he surely will, but you'll find the people filled with the Holy Ghost that can stand upon the Word of God and defeat the enemy, Lord. For it's God in us, Lord Jesus. You're greater than the enemy, Lord God. This was more than just a camp experience. It was a reality, Lord Jesus. And I pray that one of the enemy will come and tell them it was just emotion. That they can stand and say, shut up, Satan. I know that I met God. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that this will be different this time, Lord. For those who are even worried, Lord God, and wondering, is this going to be the same as last time? It's not going to be the same as last time. Though you've done a tremendous work in their lives, beyond emotions, beyond reasoning. It was a real work of God in their soul, Lord God. Let it be anchored, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you drive them into your presence, Lord God, that they can be strengthened by you. Will you bless for the team, Lord? Strengthen him, Lord God, for all that is poured out, Lord Jesus. Bless his family, Lord God. Bless his church, Father. We thank you for all the helpers, all the campers, Lord God. 
We now commit the rest of the day into your hands, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, have a wonderful day. We have time here before the lunch. Just relax. Stay on grounds. All those, we have lunch for you as well. So, yeah, just relax and enjoy the afternoon, the sunshine. Go and do battle. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.